What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Back again for episode 181 in the heart of the universe. Of course, that's Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, a full crew intact across from me. It's Tess Dreich. Tess, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Good to be back. And of course, to my left, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? That's correct. I'm here. You are here? Mm-hmm. How very, you doing? Very good, good observation, Chris. You, you, you I well? Didn't, I didn't think you noticed me because you have your phone <laughs> in one hand and your laptop <laughs> in the other. Yeah, I, that's true. Well, that's not anything new. I can multitask. Mm-hmm. I can't multitask except for with a phone I had and a, a uh, um I had a management coach one time who said that there's no <laughs> such thing as multitasking. I, I tend to agree. Mm-hmm. But when it's something you do, like... Having my phone in my mm-hmm. hand is like breathing to me. Mm-hmm. So it's not. <laughs> oh, like, by the way, it's um, not like it's multitasking. Chris, I thought about you the other day. You did. Oh, good. Uh, I I was driving down the road. I'm scared. Undistracted. Okay. I'm okay. not a distracted driver. And a woman ran out in front of me, holding a baby. She ran out to cross the street. And because I was not a distracted driver, I was able to stop and I'm not glad kill you said, them both. I'm glad you said woman because mm-hmm. I actually I, – I literally was doing this yesterday <laughs> as I walked from – And it was from, you. From my, no. I walked from my house to uh, the local um, Quick Mart or uh, gas station to get a Diet try Coke. try and save. Yeah, to get a Diet Coke. One of my vices in life, I got it like mm-hmm. that should be part of my resolutions to mm-hmm. get rid of the Diet Cokes. But so I had the dog and the baby, and I'm mm-hmm. walking uh, down the street. The dog is, you know, darting here, there, everywhere. But I have mm-hmm. the waist just uh, like the Beatles song. I have the I have the waist uh, har- harness around her, mm-hmm. and then I have a a, uh, a leash around my waist, so I have two hands for the baby. But uh, I can't say I didn't jaywalk to get to the uh, – mm-hmm. and I thought, you know what? I, I should probably tighten up a little bit. With you should probably Six-month-old. Um, so it wasn't six me, but, but it wasn't me, but I can relate to what No, 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 but the, my point was mm-hmm. was not so much – I didn't know that that's what was going to resonate with you, and I'm glad okay. that that resonates okay. with you. Uh, <laughs> but actually what I was saying was like not being a distracted driver. Right. Uh, also probably save their lives. Right. Well, because I, I was just, I was incredulous. I was like, why are you, I am, I've been driving down the street for a while. Why did you just walk out in yeah. front of me? And what she did was she walked behind another car. So she wasn't even very easy to see, but I saw her walk behind that other car. I felt, I just feel like a distracted driver would have, would have, and, and docs, it would have been messy. I got to give him credit. Hey, this is a funny that you bring this up. This is mm-hmm. a very random story. I wouldn't have bring, brought this up. Mm-hmm. Docs is is a very good like um, uh, what's the word he, person he, good no driver where he he follows the rules methodical okay. mm-hmm. all those things mm-hmm. okay. well today about one or so I was running with my dog maybe it was no I'd say it was closer to twelve thirty uh, and everybody knows I run close to Docs's house we won't say where that oh, okay. is but yeah. uh, no one on the road and I see this black car nice fresh new black car. With the turn signal on and turning into the driveway, and it's him turning into his driveway, and I yell and hello. He didn't see uh, me. No, I saw yeah. you. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't stop. You would have said hello. I was gonna say, and I was kind of like, ah, I know my because my dog. So you're loves, making fun of me for using well, my turn signal. Well, I would say it was it was like by the book. 
He okay. puts on, on his turn signal when there was uh, no one there. No, He's just turning into his driveway. I had a whole conversation with friends in North Carolina okay. about this because nobody uses their turn signals in Greensboro. I certainly would have, would and not have there. My friend at the time was sitting in the front seat of our car and I was signaling that I was pulling into a spot in a pretty crowded parking lot. You know, there's other people sure. there. And he just turns around and looks at me. He's like, why are you using your turn signal? <laughs> it's like, I am indicating that this is my spot. Wait, okay. where, did, where are you from? That's All right, that's fair. I probably would have asked the same question, why are you using the turn signal? But Fine. There was no one like turning into his driveway that he was going to impede their motion into their the driveway. It was just we are judged not by how we respond when all eyes are on us. We are judged by how we behave when nobody's looking. I actually i I could not agree with you more on that. Mm-hmm. I actually could not agree with you more. Mm-hmm. So good good point. All right. Also, if you if you um, promote bad habits, right? Anytime. Then when you need your good habits, you haven't practiced your good habits. Yeah, that's so, true. So the bad habits can... can Actually, can, I, I listen to what Docs has said. Mm-hmm. Wisdom. Mm-hmm. Wisdom. Uh, you know, push yeah. that button, the 15-second <laughs> back button, a couple uh, times. Because uh. you don't get too many good wisdom-like mm-hmm. nuggets mostly from Docs. Mostly just Doc. zingers. <laughs> yeah, mostly just <laughs> yeah. ribbing me. Uh-huh. But th- that was actually... I, I agree with you. Okay. Uh, but I didn't want to go, and I said hi, but I didn't want because my dog loves him. He would have jumped mm. all over. My, you know, it would have been another fifteen minutes. Yeah. Why? Why bring joy to your dog's life? <laughs> I Good know point. why. Why? Just keep her, keep her going. Um, all right, big show to get to. One hundred eighty-one episodes. We are nineteen away from two hundred. Wow. How about that? Uh, we got to do something. I don't big. think we're gonna make it. <laughs> we might not. <laughs> yeah. Let's so. not count our chickens. Yeah. What happened to that? Uh, how many? How many episodes in twenty nineteen resolution? It was, uh, I think I said... But all of his resolutions don't work. <laughs> I know. Did I, did I say 50? 40? No, I 50 should. would be too ambitious. Yeah, no, yeah. you, you May, gave us six weeks off. Yeah, six so weeks what's, off. 45. What's, fi- what's 52 minus six, Chris? Yeah, 46. So I got 46 <laughs> episodes. That's a weird number. I thought I said 45. All right. Also, when you're going back and listening to his wisdom, you know, go back and let me know what, what I said. Uh, go what back a couple episodes. promises you made? What, yeah. Let Chris know what his New Year's resolutions yes, are. Yes, please do, please. Uh, but uh, you resolve to bring Tess and I snacks and yes, drinks. Yes, I do. Yeah, I have yeah. some of my water bottle here. Um, yes. So uh, we do have a big show to get to uh, today. I, I want to um, talk a little bit. I actually wanted to touch on uh, my dog and running with my dog. Uh, a little update from the, the another deer, one, deer situation. Like a second story. Well, just the deer situation. We want to update okay. that. That'll be real quick. Okay. Uh, it is Super Bowl week. Uh, a couple of NFL related stories that are running related as well that are were in the news. I so about, talk about running those. backs. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, One was a running back, but uh, uh, also a professional made her debut this past weekend, and uh, it was an impressive. I know debut. who it is. Um, I actually know that one. The uh, the city, uh, the Washington D.C. Uh, is, I thought you were going to say the city of Compton. No, this Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. is uh, is putting the kibosh to is it kibosh the kibosh the kibosh the kibosh. To uh, a much talked about business, I wouldn't say it's the full kibosh, uh-huh. but they are they are well, very much putting a roadblock. Related. This <laughs> is obviously scooter related. Yeah, you nailed it there. Uh-huh. So uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, the scooter news uh, in terms of Washington D.C. Uh, the government shutdown is over, guys. 
No, it's not. And uh, well, <laughs> it's, well it is, it's postponed for three stay. weeks. It is for now, and we'll talk uh-huh. about an article that came out. And finally, wait, can we can we offer our sympathies to all the government employees who had to go back to work today? Well, let's uh, w- let's circle back to that. Oh, okay. We'll circle back to that okay. in a second. But finally, I, I did want to let you guys know. Well, you guys already know. Let the audience know. Very excited about our guest today. Brooke Curran is going to join us. Uh, she is a running enthusiast who uh, has done a lot for the city of Alexandria. Uh, very charitable uh, through runningbrook.org. She has raised a ton of, uh, of money for the, the kids of Alexandria City. Uh, she's also an avid runner who had a brain aneurysm on a run last year and she's recovered and doing great and we're going to talk all about everything that she's doing and uh, her recovery from this crazy brain aneurysm that happened last year so excited to have brooke on uh the show today um so the government shutdown is over and let's get into that article before we bring brooke can, in can you tell me what your understanding of the government shutdown being over is <laughs> i would say there is a three-week is it a stay? Is that what it is? Well, just explain how, in your own words. In my own words. Uh, so I know that the that uh, you can put on races currently. <laughs> I do know that. Okay. Um, I know that the uh, the park. Uh, do you want me to sum it up for you? Well, I, how it relates to me and running. Yeah. It, I know that the park service is open. Yeah. And uh, at least for now. And I know it, this is for three weeks. And then we're going to revisit the situation. That's what I know. Tess, you want to you want to no? In that's the pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> they they have a a budget for three weeks. That's correct, Chris. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so so everything is fully funded right now. Okay. All right. So that means everybody's back to work. Everybody's back paid. to work. Okay. We're very sorry for everybody who had to go back to work. That's unfortunate. <laughs> right. Um, what a mess. Are you excited mess. by the news that the government is now open? I think that's a good thing, right? Yes. Yes, it's, it's good that yeah, it's definitely good. The the, the federal employees should never be used as a, a political pawn. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think that this has just been a big embarrassment for our country, and uh, people who have publicly come out and said that they don't understand how people live paycheck to paycheck uh, really embarrass themselves too. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I, I don't know a lot about all that. No, you don't. <laughs> I know you don't uh, about. About it, how, I know how it relates to running, and that's listen, why I wanted Chris, to bring it up. This is the government's job is is to uh, make agreements and pass a budget mm-hmm. and keep this country running. Right, and everybody involved should lose their jobs when they fail to do that. So I, I am I am totally against a government shutdown mm-hmm. in all cases. When I am president, we are not shutting <laughs> down it ever. Except well, we're going to shut down. We'll shut down. Everybody can shut down for one day, and we'll have a big party. Well, but outside of that, that's wanted, a holiday. It's not a shutdown. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to bring it up. Uh, the government shutdown, and mm-hmm. what would you call the three weeks that we are? She said it's a stay of ex- execution. Okay, for, yeah, that's what we're the, going with for the budget. Okay. All right, all right, a stay of execution. Okay, so for three weeks, we know that the government will be open, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, we'll find who out. Knows. Okay, all right. So, That's what's supposed so to So there's happen. really no definance here. But I wanted to bring the article article uh, up that uh, Rick Maskey wrote uh, in the Washington Post. We'll tweet it out uh, at Pace the Nation. Local runners felt shutdowns impact as Washington races are postponed. Um, I, 
I think a lot of people didn't realize or don't think about how it impacts races and running. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to know why? <laughs> why they don't think about it? Because there's a lot of other more important things. Uh, but okay, yeah. let's focus yeah. on the but running. But let's focus on the running as yeah. it relates yeah. to our running podcast here. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, the government is the, – the, the Park Service is a, a government entity that uh, a lot of these races in D.C. run on parkland. You know, like mm-hmm. Haynes Point is all parkland. So mm-hmm. I'd say – 90% of the, you know, 10 mile and up races all run on Haynes Point at some point. A lot of Pacers running races run on Haynes Point at some point. And some of the Pacers running races run exclusively on Haynes Point. <laughs> yeah, some of the you know, marathon. <laughs> we'll talk about ones. that later on as mm-hmm. we put on another marathon uh, at Haynes Point. So uh, Lisa Reeves, race director uh, for Pacers running, uh, she was quoted in this article, so very proud of that. We've had Lisa on the um on the show many times. Uh, She said, unfortunately, we find ourselves dealing with the shutdown annually. So for me, it's just another part of my event planning these days, which is sad. So a lot of people don't realize that Lisa and the Pacers running crew has to, you know, for for some of these races that run on park parkland, She's got to put on a second race or at least have yeah. a contingency they have plan, to have a backup plan. <laughs> for a second race or the race is going to be canceled. So I think um, we, uh, Lisa and, and, and Kathy and the, and the Pacers running events crew are, are breathing a sigh of relief, although you're not giving a lot me a lot of confidence here, uh, that, that there is the government's back open. But I also know I also know that the March 9th Rock and Roll Marathon – that was in, in question. That's huge. Uh, even the Cherry Blossom Race, which runs a lot on pro- park property, uh, that one was uh, kind of up in the air, and that's the first week in April. So it looks like everything is back on, and that's exciting. Chris, do you want me to make you feel better about this? Yes, please, because you haven't made I, me feel very good about I it. Think, I think that the people involved realized that this was a big political loss mm-hmm. to shut down the government. And I think that... Uh, I hope that the politicians involved realize that they can't do this again. Mm-hmm. It's it doesn't it's not a good look. Right. So they've they've got three weeks to figure out another solution. And that has nothing to do with the races. You're saying. I'm saying that that uh, it it would look really really bad for them if they shut the government down again. Mm-hmm. And and there's nothing politicians care about more than how they come across. Okay. So I think that that, that bodes well for your races. Uh, it, it would be a political nightmare for these people to shut the government down again. Well, I, I, I hate to get political on this show, even though we've got a candidate for the 2020 mm-hmm. election to my yeah, left. Yeah, well, we have, to be, uh, we have to be fair and balanced. But, right? uh, you know, and, and it, as it, this does directly affect running and runners and all that, so I did mm-hmm. want to bring it up. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm glad to say, but it's also it's also good to give you a civics lesson from week to week. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I know the audience enjoys that, but the races are back on. Very excited that we have uh, March 16th, March 17th. We've got the Four Courts and the St. Patty's Day race uh, that weekend. Uh, we'll have both races right on St. Sa- Patrick's Day on March 17th. Is that the day that the St. Patrick's Day I don't is? think they're going to do that this year. <laughs> That's I, I, I'm trying to remember. Is that like a day or is that like a weekend? It is a day, March 17th. Yeah, That's it's right. definitely so, a day. All right. So March 17th, <laughs> uh, we have the St. Oh Patrick's boy. Day race down, downtown. It is back on. So uh-huh. uh, get your green and uh, get training for a March 17th race. 
All right. Next up, uh, we are excited to have, you know, I've wanted to have Brooke Curran on before she had this incident having the brain aneurysm on mm-hmm. a run. I know, uh, Tess, you've, uh, you've done some research on Brooke, and we're, we're going to write an article on Brooke, and maybe still will write an article on Brooke. Uh, so I'm going to help you or have you help uh, navigate this interview. Uh, she is a huge advocate uh, for Alexandria City and doing a lot of good, a lot of charitable work in Alexandria City. Uh, she's also a huge runner, uh, and she's got a great foundation. She's going to talk about Brooke, uh, runningbrook.org. Brooke Curran, next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Tess, we are excited to be joined in studio by, like, local running legend here, Brooke Curran. Brooke, how are you? <laughs> hey, I'm awesome. How are you? Thanks oh, so much are, for having we me. We are doing great. No, thanks for uh, thanks for coming in. And um, we were talking about, before you came in, that uh, we wanted to have you on even before your accident. And now, we'll get into the brain aneurysm, but now your story is just even next level incredible <laughs> there's more to the story yeah yeah exactly. so it's my spring vacation you mean yeah. that's what yes. i call it yeah yes. yeah well uh i've known brooke for uh probably a dozen years now um and we're gonna go way back before yeah. she was a runner she came into pacers running in alexandria probably literally a dozen years ago at this point 2002 2002 okay so that's 15 let me do my math 17 okay. years ago wow mm-hmm. um so that was even before i bought many, the store how many dozen years is that? <laughs> no yeah, then, that is, then that would have been 2000 you had just, just bought, bought the store, store. So 2003 all 2003. right so, so, yeah, yeah i was working in 2002 and then bought the store in 2003 so this was before brooke was a runner um so you weren't a a runner and now you've become this crazy and you've done so many things running wise, but you weren't a runner in high school or college, right? No, I wasn't. I was a pack a day smoker in high school and college. A pack a day. A pack a oh, day. Yeah. Really? Came from wow. Richmond, Virginia. You know what else could you want? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you, uh, Docs, you, you worked in Richmond. Are there still uh, like tobacco farms? I mean, is that like a thing still? Well, in, the, the tobacco farms, no, like maybe Philip not farms. Morris is right. there. Like there's, right, still there's there. like this big yeah. building. So how could you know? So you're from Richmond, Virginia. I'm from Richmond. I mean, I got permission from my parents to smoke on my high school campus. You're kidding. Wow. No, we had a smoking room. It was wow. a thing to do. Wow. That yeah. Is, that is different. Did they have to sign a waiver? How did that work? Yeah, some sort of waiver. Some sort of, I'm assuming some sort of pic- <laughs> signature had to happen. I'm not 100%, but yeah. So yeah. Um, what did you, so as you were We're smoke- not going to talk about running. We're talking we're, about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that's this podcast as you were smoking about. a pack a day, what did yeah, you think yeah. of running or did you think of running I at didn't, all? I didn't. I didn't think of running at all. I mean, wow. I was just doing it to be social and that's where my friends were. And, you yeah. know, so it got me through high school and college. And then one day I'm like, well, pff, what am I doing this for? I was about 22, 23 years old and okay. I just quit. I decided I was going to quit and I quit. That's kind of my personality and that's the way it was. Wow. But um, I started to run. Cold turkey, just quit. Cold turkey. Wow, quit. that's incredible. Um, yeah, so, you know, I think exercise kind of took some of that um Get or you know, quitting smoking gave me the the need to exercise right. to figure out what that next thing was. You know, um, cause there's a lot of social right. stuff about smoking and it makes you feel better. I think it releases, you know, releases anxiety in some ways. No and doubt. you know, hey, I'm all into that. Right. So um, that's why I began to run to get the hell out so, of the house. <laughs> so, so uh, you before you start running, you had mm-hmm. th- three kids at the time. Married yeah. three kids. Married yep. three kids. Yeah. How old were your kids when you started running? 
Hmm. Everyone, I just remember everyone saying, "Oh, you take your kids out in a stroller, right? Yeah. You go running on what? You go running with them, right?" right. And I'm like, "Hell no! no it's like, there's, my, no, there's no way I'm going out I without the, with now. them." Yeah. yeah, I can relate with two yeah. young ones at home. My running is like my time now. My my running, I used to run to be fast, try yeah, yeah. to be fast, but now it's like my time to yeah, yeah. your for, me time for, for for myself. Yes. Right. Um, so. Young kids, married, uh, you come across Pacers, and I'm going to make this about Pacers. You come across Pacers in Alexandria and say, oh, what's this? Maybe I should get into running. Or how did the story go? How did you get into it? Hey, y'all were at my local shop. Yeah. I just came down. I didn't know what I was doing. So I remember asking you, it's like, hey, I'm going to start to run. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you were the person that, that you know fit me up and, and got me going. So. Yeah, and the Marine Corps, 9-11, and then Marine Corps was what started the marathoning. All right, so you started, so you, you run run a few races, then you start running a marathon. Like, what is your first marathon like? What's your time and all that? First um, first marathon was Marine Corps. Okay. Yeah, and then after, years after that, you got me fast. Right. But so you, how, yeah. how quick did you jump into a marathon once you started running? Like, was this like... Oh, yeah. See, that's my personality. I went right to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I don't even think I'd run a 5K before I signed up for a marathon. Oh, I love you know, it. How hard could it be? You know, really. Right. You know. Right. But, but your first marathon, what was your time? I mean, uh, was 422. 422. Right. So yeah. 422. Good, good, respectable time. But she gets incredibly much a, a lot faster as you go. So you get, get the taste of marathon. And then I remember her coming in the store and then you wanted workouts and training programs and, 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 and you wanted to, you were like all in. Yeah. Um, so from the marathon to when you started, uh, your, your, your foundation, like tell us about your running between those, those times. So running fast kind of gave validation to running marathons. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me feel like I was accomplishing something, you know, or had something for me to tackle. Um, and so I went from a 422 to a 309. Wow. Over about three years, mm-hmm. four years maybe. Um, so it was fantastic. And that's what I was doing. But then, you know, I guess I had to get over that next thing what was the next thing fat. right well, yeah see, that was the thing yeah. it's like you know do i do i start running a sub three hour marathon i mean i worked my right. tail off <laughs> for a 309 right. i wasn't sure i wanted to go faster than a 309 it didn't give me any satisfaction anymore so that's why i started my nonprofit, just knowing what mental benefits being active had done for me you know, some of the anxiety peeled off some of that layer and, you know, hey, maybe some depression for being home. I, mm-hmm. I, needed, I needed something. Um, and, and just, you know, it made me a happier, healthier mom. And so I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I could do the same thing for local kids. I you remember being at a stoplight and seeing an underserved, you know, a, um, a working poor mom crossing the street, pushing her stroller. I didn't realize it, but I was staring at her. And um, she looks at me and then it was a kind of this aha next moment, like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of with the marathon i'm just going to go do it and the same with starting this nonprofit, which is i'm just going to do it so it's runningbrook.org um brook with uh, b-r-o-o-k-e is that what's what is a like a brook like a stream how's that spelled <laughs> is that the same spelling without an e without an e okay yeah. that's what i thought just so, double check oh, yeah, 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 yeah you did did you it's it's runningbrook.org you can go there you can find out all about the nonprofit organization that that Brooke has uh, you can make a donation you can see all that she's done so to to really gain a lot of notoriety to this nonprofit you did some crazy races right mm-hmm. so you start so you ran fast you ran 309 where'd you run 309 by the way steam steam town yeah one of the faster uh, 
kind of net downhill races. Yeah. But then you did some like crazy traveling all over the place, yeah. running the marathons all the yeah. time to get some notoriety to your uh, to your to, to your nonprofit. So tell us mm-hmm. kind of about that. Yeah. So I started a nonprofit not having any nonprofit experience. Right. So you need kind of a hook, right? Somebody's like, oh my God, well, you know, I'll support just because this is crazy. So I remember literally, in effect, you know, you arranged it. Mm-hmm. You and um, Kathy sat down with me and um, Mike Wardian. Right. And we're like, hey, we've got this idea, you know, or I've got this idea. And he was like, okay, this is cool, but kind of so what? You know, what's your hook? And I, so I had figured out, oh, I'm just going to run in all 50 states. And then I, maybe I'll, you know, throw the continents in there. He's like, yeah, okay, so what? How, how long is it going to take so you? So you're asking the wrong guy. This guy's done yeah. everything, you know? So it's kind of like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah what? I yeah, said, yeah. so what would impress you, <laughs> yeah, Mike? exactly. Right? He exactly. goes, oh, a marathon a month would impress me. Yeah. So that's what I did so from did May of 2009 until my spring vacation uh, brain aneurysm last March. I had run at least a marathon a month. Wow. I'd run um, in all seven continents in each of the 50 states, the six world marathon majors. Wow. I'd run some that had 10 people in it. I've run some that had 30,000 people in it. I've run a couple indoor track marathons. Um, I've just run just ridiculous things. Um, paying for all my own travel expenses right. and associated fees. Awesome. So dollars raised go to get help get kids active. So yeah. the, the, the nonprofit is to get kids active in right. the city of Alexandria. So you're right. keeping it really hyper-local. Local, it's hyper-local really, local right local. now. You know, we're kind of building it. We're 10 years old now. Mm-hmm. And wow. so, but, you know, my plan is to expand. That's very yeah. cool. We need to bring the love to Arlington. Uh, uh, hey, in Fairfax. We need it. Yeah. We, we need it. Yeah. Um, yeah, getting people active, getting kids active is just incredible. What mm. a great foundation. So you do all these marathons. How many marathons at this point have have you done? 120. 120. That's incredible. All right. So take us to uh, last year. So you said you did the marathon a month. You've run, you know, every continent, every state. Um how many states, how many continents, Farley? Uh, seven and 50. So I do have that. Seven states, 50 continents. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Way too many so, states, not enough continents. <laughs> so you've done all that. You're yeah. super fit. You're yeah. active. Um, so take us to 2018 when you're on a run and then the, I don't know, the incident, the accident happens. Yeah, yeah. So I had run um, uh, the DC Rock and Roll the week before. Okay. Felt great. Mm-hmm. I remember coaching a kid in, you know, the last couple miles. So this is March of 2018. March of 2018. Yeah, so, okay. yeah, so the next week, I'm like, I do every single Saturday for the past 20 or so years. I go out for my long run, right? Mm-hmm. And I uh, was training for Leadville again because, as you um, you might remember, I had gone out for Leadville. Um, that's a 100-mile trail yep. race in Le- Leadville, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Starts at 10,000 feet. Goes up to thirteen five, um, tr- you know. You go through streams. It's just a ridiculous thing. Anyway, I had made it eighty seven miles in twenty seven hours and missed the final time cut off by two cut. minutes. That's right. I was the first person wow, cut. they pulled off. Oh my gosh! So I was mad. Right. I was like, I right. got to do this again. Not that I really wanted to, but I had to. <laughs> right. um, and so I was on my first training run for that. I was 30 miles south of here, um, Prince William uh, County Park. How long was the run going to be? Mm, a 
couple hours. Okay. You know, no big deal. Okay. Right. So I was, um, no, I was at Fountainhead Park okay. actually. And about five, and I, I was running with three women I had just met. And I'm a solo runner because that's mm-hmm. the time where, you know, I recharge. And, um, you know, in the parking lot, I was trying to figure out it's a new park. I'd never been, been there before. And, you know, three women come and park and they're kind of getting their stuff together. So I was like, oh, I'll go ask them what trail I should go run on. Um, they said, hey, run with us. And so I'm like, yeah, okay. For some reason, I said, yeah. Hmm. And five minutes in, my stomach started feeling mm, just a little sour. And I remember the restaurant we were eating at the night before. You know, my husband had gotten food poisoning, and yeah. you know, I thought, oh, it's that, or it's you know, the flu, or yep. something. And um, but nothing too crazy. Nothing, nothing too out crazy. Right. And then you know, literally thirty seconds to a minute later, it was like a sledgehammer hitting my hitting my head, hitting my wow. brain, like this sheer intense pain that I have never ever felt before yeah. uh so so fountainhead we've i've yeah. run mm-hmm. with fountainhead a number of times so is it is it like a trail is it like a is it yeah, like a bike path a is it the the, trails is it is it a trail or is it a bike path it's, so it's, it's a, a trail. trail it's a trail it's a wood okay so wood Roots, trails okay. rocks wow okay hills. Wow. Yeah. Streams. Yeah. yeah. Brooks. <laughs> All that. Brooks. There you yeah. Go. yeah. 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 <laughs> no E. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so it hits you like a sledgehammer. Yeah. And then do you remember anything from that point on? So only by what people tell me. Okay. All right. So, so what did people tell yeah, you? Yeah. My running, my running friends, my new best running new friends, three, yeah, my new three friends. best running friends, they right. refused to leave me on the trail. They say, I said, oh, I'll be fine. You know, I'll just give me a minute to, you know, and I'll be fine. I'll shake it off. I'll, we can continue wow. our run. And they said to me, nope, nope. We're walking you back to the car where they helped me get in touch with my husband, um, where he says we talked the entire time. You don't remember any of this? No. Um, but to, to look at me to, you know, I I didn't have any weird droop or, you know, anything that, you know, I was communicating well, I wasn't slurring my words. So he through find my friends came and found me in the park. Right. And at that point I convinced him I could drive home. So I got my car with him. I think I followed him and then he followed me some. Yeah. Drove up 95 around the beltway. Yeah. Wow. Came home, was so tired all of a sudden, just so tired that I remember dropping everything in the house, right in the kitchen, probably on the counter, like stuff I would never do normally. Um, And I just remember I took a two hour nap on the sofa. And I, I still won't sit in that sofa, actually, wow. um, because thinking, well, I almost lost my life there. <laughs> no, I'm not sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my husband says that when I woke up, I said to him, you know what? Something's not right. Um, let's call the insurance agency, because I was afraid that if we'd gone to the you know the, the emergency room, then they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're fine. Here's a $5,000 bill, right? Right. So I remember over – one thing I do remember is overhearing the um, woman on the other line saying, get her the hospital now wow so that's where we went and um you know so so these women yeah did not leave you i just want to backtrack yeah because that's incredible because if they had they didn't know you didn't didn't know know exactly you you jumped into their run right yep you hadn't gotten very far and you're Mm -hmm. hot you're you're like stopping the the run's coming to a stop dead stop and they were awesome enough to be like that's cool because we don't know you we had different plans, but we're going to make sure you're okay. Yes. Yeah, it's wow. awesome. That, yeah. Incre- that is really is incredible. Yeah, Springfield they- moms run this town. Wow. Nice. <laughs> They're Seriously. awesome. Springfield. So, so, yeah, Doc's from Springfield. So had they obviously left you there, I just want to, like, uh, process this. 
had they left you there, which seems like would have been a normal sort of, oh, okay, well, well, nice to meet just you. Just met you. Know, you. Just yeah. met you. Okay, you're not feeling well, bad food, the night, whatever. We're, we're going to continue on a run. They leave you there, and you're left there. Wow. That's yeah, incredible. that would have been bad. Yeah. So you go to the hospital. Again, you barely remember any of this except for the insurance part, which is crazy. Uh, so they say, or the, the, the insurance person or the person on the other end saying, you got to go to the hospital. So you go to the hospital yeah. and immediately they know. So the doctor on call, she immediately recognized this. I was at Inova um, Alexandria first. She immediately recognized, oh, this could be kind of bad. And so they did a, you know, an MRI. Um, so much blood in my brain already that they immediately threw me in an um, ambulance. And my husband tells me that he tried to get into the back with mm-hmm. me, but they wouldn't let him, not thinking I was not going to make it to Fairfax. They were taking me to the Inova Fairfax. And that's where I spent uh, the next month of my life. Um, I lost 25 pounds. I served, you know, I'm still trying to figure out honestly how I survived. I mean, wow. you know how you like that special sauce or some sort of special sauce that, you know, obviously, yeah, obviously, and I was in a great location, you know, obviously I had the, you know, the, the surgeons knew what they were doing. They were able to get to the aneurysm, but why me? I mean, I'm a 1% of a 1%. Like, why did I survive? I mean, obviously my health, like mm-hmm. going in there, you couldn't, you know. A pack-a-day smoker wasn't going to make it. I, fortunately, you didn't still have the pack-a-day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I had given that up, yeah. you know. Right. Um, yeah, I'm still wow. figuring that stuff so it's out. So per- you think it's really a 1% of a 1%? Yeah. It's that small of a... Yeah. Wow. I mean, I left 25 pounds lighter. The amount of muscle mass that you lose in the one month is staggering because mm-hmm. I was basically on my back for a month. Wow. And then when I did get up, when I had, I mean, I had multiple surgeries. You can see this great, no one else can, but you can All see right. this great scar that goes and wraps around my head. Um, you know, wow. when I when I left, I had a toe drag. I mean, I had to retrain my brain how to fire my legs and the the muscles in my legs in the appropriate order so I could actually walk. So when do you start then, running again? So yeah. you're you're leaving the hospital, dragging your toe. Right, and she's probably thinking, I'm going to when, when, <laughs> yeah, when's my home. first run. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, uh, it wasn't long. Yeah. Um, they had a you know they would have someone who would come into the house. And um, I convinced them that I had to go outside. They had to take me outside. And after I think I walked him to death, he was like, okay. <laughs> you know, I said, like, can I run now? And I figured he's a, you know, a medical professional-ish. Yeah. So he so he said it was okay. Was, I was like, great. So we ran. A, a month or so afterwards? Uh, I mean, while well, you were in the hospital for a hospital month. Hospital for a month, out for maybe two weeks. Wow. So... Tell yeah. me what uh, just uh, what is a brain aneurysm? I mean, uh, like the medical. What is, is yeah? It, like how, what? How's that? Don't what, use medical terms. Well, give not him, medically, but like a, how does that? Ha- like it, there wasn't an actual sledgehammer hitting your head, no. but that's what it felt like. But what yes. is it? It's a vessel, a blood vessel that explodes. Okay. It's it's like a stroke. Okay. It's like, internal bleeding in your brain. Farther. Got it. Yeah, okay. but it happens in your head. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. So. You are two weeks out of the hospital. Uh, good question, Tess. When did you start running again? Because you know she wants to run like a, a day after being out of the hospital. Um, but you, you've got to be like weak and 
it's not like you're going to jump back into it and be able to run. Yeah, like, yeah. So how long does that like process take? So I spent initially it was just you know it was um, kind of that mental health piece. So mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I started to run you know at the beginning it was what running gave me um again initially after being you know after being in the hospital but it took me a good six months to train to be well enough to run the marine corps and marine corps was my first one back wow um and it gave me full appreciation of um it was hard, man. Yeah, <laughs> Twenty six miles. It's, it's a long way. I remember thinking this run, is really hard. <laughs> easier to run three oh nine, wasn't it, than to do it th- this time when you? Oh when you ran man! It. So you did Marine Corps in, in, did Marine t- Corps. in the same year that you had the annual. Yeah, so I think I did Marine Corps in like four twenty. Wow, four twenty. Faster than your first one. Well, around the time. Of your around first the time one. of the first one, and then I ran. Uh, so I'm starting again with the one a month. Wow. So then in uh, November. Um, I'm not terrible is my brain aneurysm yeah. coming back. I don't yeah. remember where I ran in November. Yeah. December, I was in Tennessee. Okay. I was just in Florida in and then, January. And then yes, yesterday you did a marathon yeah. yesterday? Yeah. In, in Florida. In, in Florida. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. It was hard. Yeah. But I broke four hours, which I was really happy <laughs> so about. So that's the first time you've yeah. broken four hours since Yeah, then. in a long time since the aneurysm. Yeah. Wow. So how's your perspective sort of changed uh, huh. about running and life and yeah. your kids and your husband and just your yeah. foundation and everything? Yeah. I mean, you do change. There's yeah. no doubt that you don't change. And your perspectives do change. And the way you look at things and appreciate things change. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes when I'm driving, I'm like, oh, look at that an amazing you know, cloud formation. <laughs> right, right. And I'm like, oh, no, I have to, you know, right. I, I have lock to in be like, driving here. like lock yeah. in your focus here. Yeah. I mean, and that's one of the things that's changed for me is this, I struggle with, you know, continued focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but just kind of building those things that um, – you know, always have a notepad or yeah. you know, have a great assistant or something like that. So far as the foundational work, you know, we're just even more committed. Um, the one great thing about that was realizing that all the structures had been in place. So I was able to be MIA um, for months because obviously when I was in the hospital, but then I couldn't technically work for the month of when I got out. So having all that lined up, um, even more committed for the kids, just knowing um, how it got me through mm-hmm. again you know, yeah. and just doing the same for them. And just the outpouring and outreach from the community um, and concern and, you know, um, excitement to help when they can. I mean, that, you know, obviously made me feel good yeah. too. So how's it, how how's it been for your kids? I mean, you got three, three daughters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that had a daughter or two maybe who've run with you yeah, or yeah. run marathons with you. I mean, you guys are yeah, tight. Yeah. That must have been... Talk. Yeah, no, they were down and they stayed, you know, they stayed with me the entire time, you know, like my husband, Chris, and yeah. they were there, the, I wasn't there by my, and I'm sure it must have really foundationally changed, you know, what, our relationship and, and how sure. we're here and there for each other. Um, and I, I think we're all still, you know, it's still just 10 months now. Mm-hmm. So we're all still kind of processing, you know, what that is, mm-hmm. you know, how things have changed. But I know that, you know, we're, we're there for each other regardless like just dropping whatever else is going on and are there for them you know and they for us as right. well because it's kind of you know a team wow yeah all right so marathon a month um you always have something next so um 
is Leadville really? out, is Led, <laughs> is Leadville out of the question now? I mean, I'm trying to figure yeah. out if I care enough yeah. to go back to right. Leadville. Right, right. So I, I can am, relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I'm trying to, I did. My husband doesn't know yet, so he might find out by listening to this. But I did sign up for 100. <laughs> it's a good way to make a family <laughs> announcement. Marley does that all the time. Yeah, yeah. You I know. do it with my wife Julie and yeah. yeah, the kids and yeah. Yep. Julie, go pick up the kids. Well, yeah. I mean, the kids. My my kids are two and a half and six months, so they don't yeah, understand. Yeah. They might listen to, but yeah, okay, but yeah, yeah. So so he's finding out what. Yeah, uh, yeah. I signed up for a hundred miler. Um, nice. Which one? Oh God, I knew that was good. Um, some it's Just called like crazy. Just, yeah. It's called They're all crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's one where where was um oh my God, this is again the aneurysm piece. Yeah, where was the concert that everyone came to Woodstock? in the '60s? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's in Woodstock. They're doing a it's Woodstock a, hundred miler. Wow. Yeah, it's called the crazy something something. Okay, wow. yeah, I just signed up. You that's, know, I mean, awesome. I'd worry about the next yeah. thing next. That's 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 awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. So Tess, you sat down with Brooke, or were you guys on the phone? Or no, we sat down at sat down. Running Brook HQ. Oh, you did. Okay, oh, yeah. and you had and you talked to her and. Listen, Charlie. We got to get this article going here. I, I don't. I, I know that that you had his wife, Charlie. I know Charlie. Steve, yeah, every, whatever. <laughs> everybody gets no on the show. This incredible story um, is so. So when you talk to Brooke, um, what, tell me your perspective. Things changed since you've talked to her. You know, I think this has been wild, and I actually drove past one of the playgrounds, which we haven't talked about okay. yet. And I'd love for you to share it yeah. a little bit more about the playground project because I drove past mm-hmm. one of them. And, and having a place to play in your community is so impactful because it's not just for kids, it's for the entire community. It's a place for parents to talk and, and kind of vent or share tips. And, and can you mm. tell us more about that? Mm. So one of the key things that we do um, in Alexandria for the kids, for the community, is build community playgrounds, like you were just saying. Um, we take you know um, underserved neighborhoods, neighborhoods where literally kids have no place to play. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys remember a story of a little boy running into the street for his um, soccer ball and getting hit by a car and passing away. So that's where our upcoming one is. I'm not sure if that's um, kind of the, um, you might have gone by one of the original ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're about to build our third one um, in that neighborhood for just that reason. But I mean, that's where, that's where, um, adults can come not only the kids can come and play and it's great for the under five set and then for the weekends but adults can come and say hey you know what I'm having this trouble or I'm looking for this you know can you do you have any info about that or can you share and so it's really been a, a community changer you know the nefarious actions right. not really happening um, got some good lights and mm-hmm. cut some trees back you know cut some shrubbery back and, and install a great playground and you know the neighborhood changes yeah. so yeah thanks for wanting to about that yeah and i i mean alexandria i mean i think of have you guys seen remember the titans yes yes uh of course i I, I remember some of it but it was like two worlds colliding of like really nice neighborhoods and then not so nice neighborhoods in in alexandria and and then the assistant coach lived on this big farm is it? Yeah, I, I think they and, took some. And his daughter had. Like, I, the I don't know if that was. Ever. They, they liberty, took some maybe. liberties. Yeah. yeah, I think some liberties there. But it, but anyways, because you live right by TC Williams, I mean, right. so there are some some areas in Alexandria still yeah. that aren't like the the best. Maybe is that accurate or, yeah. or no? Yeah, uh, no, it is. I mean, they're working poor neighborhoods mm-hmm. and affluent neighborhoods. You know, across the street from one another. Right. And um, you know, it's just a game changing thing that we're trying to do to to you know make 
you know, level the playing field, you know, for kids and families and playgrounds is one of the ways, but yeah, no, that's totally true. Right. So, uh, Tess, you were at, um, running Brook HQ. Tell me about running Brook HQ. What was, (laughs) and and how, and and then, and then Brooke, how many employees and like, tell us all about running. What was your impression of running Brook HQ? Running Brook HQ is amazing. Uh, just to start off, there are furry greeters. That oh, we, uh, nice. say there we go. And I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of any yeah. workplace that has an, an animal yes. involved. Um, and so I, I got greeted at the door, first nice. thing. Um, what were the names? I can't remember. Bear the dog. Bear yes. the dog, okay. Perry the cat and Cleo the cat. Cleo right. the cat. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the coolest things about Running Brook is there is a little... Um, board like a cork board mm-hmm. on the wall which has your leadville bib is that still there oh yeah it's still there and nice. then also a note from one of the kids mm. wow um, and cool. and that was so cool to get to read one of the one of the notes from one of the essentially a thank you note mm-hmm. to the organization talking about how running brook and and having these opportunities in the alexandria schools and and these parks and playgrounds and such have impacted mm-hmm. this little boy and i thought that was just so sweet to get to see that's very cool and how many how many folks do you have working for you there? Well, it's me. I'm it's the you? executive director. Okay. Um, don't pay myself, so more wow. money can go to the kids. Yeah. Um, and then I have two employees as well. Wow. Two awesome that's, employees as well. That's yeah. incredible. So it's it, the foundation is ten years. Is it a foundation? I keep calling it a foundation. We're a nonprofit. Yeah. Nonprofit. Yeah. Okay. We're ten, 10 years, years old. Wow. Yeah, and invested um, over one point five million back into the community so far. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm just getting started. So, Brooke, one of my favorite questions when when somebody has an organization like yours is is to find out how uh, somebody listening might be able to get involved. What are you looking for from uh, are you looking for volunteers, donations? What, what are you looking for from the community? Yeah, I mean, the community can help in so many different ways, and it kind of depends on what you're down to do, you know, what gets you excited. Mm-hmm. Donations are always great. You know, we have a very low overhead, so most of your, you know, if you give us $100, if you donate $100, you know, $92 goes to help the kids, but volunteering at a playground build is also amazing, um, as well as if, you know, if you've got expertise communication expertise if you've got expertise or connections to like oh you need to do this uh, reach out to us because mm-hmm. we're partners we're community partners that want to make sure that we reach as many people as we can cool all right brooke well this is an incredible story it's so gl- good to see you doing well um do you uh, finally do you think that uh you know that you being as fit as you were do you think running saved your life do you think ultimately, if you weren't a runner, uh, you might have not made it? I think running gave me the physical fitness to survive. Yeah. Do I think people who do other things, like, because running, I mean, sure. I don't get it, but sometimes, you know, running isn't for everybody. Right, right. Um, as long as you're active, that's what matters. Yeah. You that's know, awesome. of course, I, yeah. you know, throw running. You back use running. Hey, I'm, I'm with you. you. Know? <laughs> it's, to me, it's the most, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. This it's, is, it's this, efficient. It's efficient. It's, it's like, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a job done. Freedom. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's great yeah. to hear that you are back out running. A marathon yesterday broke yeah. four hours for the first time. That is, yeah. uh, that's that's a feat yeah. for uh, yeah. Since the aneurysm, that's a feat for a lot of folks. But for someone who just had a brain aneurysm last year, that's incredible. So congratulations. Keep up the good work. Thank uh, you. Likewise. It's runningbrook.org. Uh, go. You can see the story, all the particulars, where how you can help, uh, donate, et cetera, et cetera. Runningbrook.org. Brooke, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks, Chris and team. It was great to be with you. Well, there she goes. Brooke Curran from runningbrook.org. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this.
All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Brooke Curran for joining us. It's runningbrook, Brooke with an E, dot org. Uh, you can find all the information about her nonprofit foundation on runningbrook.org. Uh, a lot of great information. Um, glad that uh, Doxy asked how you can help and how the listeners can contribute and be a part of what she's doing, and um, a lot of good ways. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Awesome story. Um, we do a lot of inspiring, cool running stories on this program, but um, that, one is, <laughs> that one is, <laughs> I think that one's, uh, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I feel like that after interviewing everybody. Uh-huh. That one was really, That's really pretty up one. there. Yeah, yeah, that one's pretty up there. Very cool. Very cool story. Inspiring person. Like I said, inspiring before the brain aneurysm, but mm-hmm. um, man, what she's persevered through after that is pretty impressive. It's ridiculous. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, she walked in and said, yeah. uh, I just rode a marathon yesterday. I was yeah, like, what? exactly. I had forgotten that she was already back running marathons. I, I like do remember. Fourth. I know. I well, do so remember. I know me after yeah. a 10-mile long run, and I'm kind of hobbling <laughs> in there, and she's just... I know. No, no, no. <laughs> I played soccer yesterday, yeah, and yeah. I can't walk. Right. It, it was an effort to sit in this high chair. <laughs> Right, I know. Because I played soccer. Yeah, and she's breaking four hours in, in a marathon. Uh, we got a good friend who is a really fit, who ran with us in college. I won't name his name. He didn't break four hours. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not easy to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, so check out uh, runningbrook.org. Um, very, very cool foundation. And they're not stopping just with Alexandria. Very cool that they are going to uh, help get kids active all over. Uh, which is which is awesome. She just wants to save your kids. <laughs> yeah, come to Arlington she's, County. She's heard the Please. show before. Yeah. She knows that they yes, a little bit too much screen time over there <laughs> yeah. in the Farley household. Yes. The Farley yes. Cully household. Yeah, that's right. Well, see, it's good now that we got the serious conversation over with. He mm-hmm. docs can get back to give me a hard time. Uh, I can be serious again for a second. I, I yes. agree with you uh, 100% being physically fit helps with yeah. your, your health issues. When, when you have something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the best shape of my life and I had an accident. And if I was not fit, I would have died. Yeah. Uh, and Have we talked about that accident on this show? N- no, and we're not going to keep talking okay. about it. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a fact of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, it makes your everyday life better, but it also makes the bad things in your life better when right. you're fit. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to ask our guest anymore. You just ask me, and I'll answer that. Right? Question. I know. I know. You're okay. you're right. I I don't know what to ask about your accident, <laughs> but uh, I won't ask anymore. But it is uh-huh. it is very true. You're mm-hmm. you're in, in all seriousness, very very true. All right. So that was Brooke Curran, runningbrook.org. Check her out. Um, I can't believe she was a pack a day smoker. Unbelievable. Um, that was that was that crazy. Was, that was a shocking. Uh, I mean, that's what she led off with. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't think the conversation would go there, but I didn't either, and we didn't ask enough questions. <laughs> I know. Like we could have asked her uh, how many Marlboro bucks she had. <laughs> I, w- I wanted to get to the brain aneurysm because yeah, <laughs> you know, I didn't because that was the story. I, I didn't yeah. want to. You know, I wanted to move through some other stuff. But you're mm-hmm. right, Marlboro. <laughs> you could you could collect Marlboro bucks and test. You know what that is the Marlboro. No, this is before bucks? my yeah. time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> They they used to put like these uh, like Marlboro dollar bills on their packs, yeah. right? Okay, and then you 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 trade those in for you uh, could get for like stuff. Like, and what is the currency and, rate 
No, it's like what no, no, is it's one like, buck? You buy, like, you buy like a leather jacket, you okay. buy a backpack. But like how many, not sure how, how many, many no dollars yeah. equal a yeah. backpack? I, I, I ended up getting a backpack because I collected them on a run with he, a buddy. Are would, you just collecting garbage? Yeah. Yes. Or are you <laughs> actually much. a secret pack a day smoker? No. <laughs> no, I was collecting. They, they used to go on these runs, and they would come back. Well, it was it was my buddy Tom who yeah. introduced me to yeah. it. It's our buddy Tom who yeah. introduced me to it. So and this is early plogging. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Before plogging was a thing. What's plogging? That's where you go out on a run and you pick up trash. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's exactly what it was. But the the payoff was the Marlboro Bucks. But you, you actually... could have coined a word for it, and we could have been millionaires I know. by now. I know. <laughs> Why is it whoever came up with plogging? Are they rich? I think it's a Swedish thing. I don't think it, they have to uh, worry about that. No, I think I think they they it was a great idea, and it's it's huge and something we should probably talk about on a future Pace the Nation episode. Okay. Plogging is a big big thing. But yeah, let's I do. Yeah, let's plogging. do that. I like that. I um, like that. Yeah. All right. So um, transitioning from cigarettes to um, other. Uh, Anything else? Anything else? <laughs> other other pace the nation topics here. Uh-huh. Uh, the Super Bowls this week. Oh, to other vices. Right. The Super <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah, a lot of gambling on the yeah, on the on the Super Bowl. No, let's not do the gambling thing. Let's talk about. Uh, uh, I wanted to let you but, guys. But I want to talk a little bit about gambling. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Really quick. What do you got? No, but I mean, like the one thing I like about the Super Bowl, if the Eagles are not in the Super Bowl, is mm-hmm. the prop bets. Okay, I do like the prop bets. Yep. A prop prop bets test. You know what they are? Nope. A prop bet. A prop bet is like when you bet on how long the national anthem is going to be or... Oh, I like those ones. Okay, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's They're, the stuff I feel like I have a chance in right. since I don't understand football, really. <laughs> it's just ridiculous coin flip stuff. It's like Chevy Chase and the, the off-the-strip casino. Mm-hmm. You know, guess how many fingers I have up and that kind of thing. But I like to read through the, pl- I like to read through the prop bets and... Uh, just see what kind of things are out there. Yeah, but I haven't done any homework, so I can't. Well, really you still have to, to Friday, and this show will come out on Friday, and the Super Bowl hasn't happened yet. But mm-hmm. uh, so get if you're listening to this Ooh, before even, the Super Bowl, even when they're listening, get yeah, go out and do find some prop bets, do some prop bets, yeah. and we'll split it. Tweet us some prop bets that you like. Split the winnings. Uh, but I, I wanted to to bring up a couple of of football related stories. Uh, Chad Ochocinco tweeted the other day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know um, who he is, right? Yes, I'm familiar. You you do know who Chad is? I only is? know yeah. him because he changed his name to be his number. Yes, very good, yeah. Uh, he tweeted someday that he saw uh, th- uh, a few oh, days yeah. ago. <laughs> when, when he was on a run, on his morning run, he was blown away because he saw the FBI arresting uh someone roger stone roger stone you saw that on a run on yeah. a run he's yes. neighbors with roger yes. stone yes yeah so he's neighbors with and roger he, stone. uh yeah. ocho cinco is the one he took a picture of it and he tweeted it out he broke the story yeah. that's wild yeah. yeah on his morning run you never know what you're gonna see mm-hmm. on your morning run deer or fbi <laughs> exactly. investigation yeah. so uh chad ocho cinco tweeting out that uh seeing he saw roger snow stone being arrested that was interesting uh also interesting uh, five NFL players ran a half marathon in Miami this past weekend for charity. Um, five football players. These okay. guys, you know, just off the season, so they obviously mm-hmm. haven't been training. Okay, for but this. what position? Good question. So one defensive back and four defensive linemen. So for which team? Defensive backs are the Jets and one mm-hmm. for the Bears. So defensive backs are thinner you know like Mm -hmm. um you know they run more uh than the defensive linemen obviously so obviously the the defensive back had a faster time what do you think these guys ran i think that they were all uh four hours 25 minutes (laughs) in the half marathon 
I was actually impressed. The defensive back, uh, his name. Do I not get to bet? No, I'm sorry. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with the 745 pace. Okay. Whatever that ends up being. Okay. You could Somebody's be, got to do some math. Yeah. Somebody do some math. Um, so our quick math says 745 pace is 141. Not quite that fast, but. Oh, I was doing a full marathon, not a half marathon. Oh, okay. That's so, why I said 420. Well, I okay. thought you were joking. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have said 420 is a bad guess for these guys are about 320 to 340 pounds. Uh, but the the cornerback who my, is my guess is 210, obviously was was 180, um, about 180 pounds. Uh, he ran 159. So, oh, so I'm not that not, far, not off. far off, okay. not far off. Uh, so pretty, impre- I, I thought pretty impressive time for uh, his name is Buster Scrine. Uh, a cornerback for the New York Jets. They ran for the Boys and Girls Club of America. Way to go, Buster. And, and raised money for them. Uh, the other guys, um, so he ran 159.58. And the other guys, um, Leonard Williams uh, and his brother Marcus Williams, uh, they did it in about 231 to 245. So, um, you know, pretty solid for guys over 300 pounds for but- not training at all. But Farley, do do you remember Alan Page? Alan Page, I don't know if I know. A football player? Yeah, he was, uh, I think, uh, maybe in the 1970s, he was a, a defensive lineman for the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. And while he was playing professional football, he took up marathoning. Oh, <laughs> really? And he would train like 30. That doesn't tell me a lot about <laughs> professional football. 30 to 40 miles a week and, and would run marathons. It just... That's that's Maybe crazy. In the off season, but I, uh, I, it's got to be during the off season. I would hope. No, I think I think he I think he ran. And I, I saw something on this. It's been a while, but I think he ran a marathon in the off season. But he started distance running, and he he would run during the season. Hmm. It would be really interesting. He was good too. He was like MVP of the league. I don't remember. Wow. Um, not, that's impressive. Not, not defensive player of the league, but MVP of the league. Alan Page? Yeah. I really should know that person. And then I wow. think he went on to be like a, a, a judge and, a, and the justice of the Minnesota Supreme Court or something like that. So I mean, this dude, this he dude was a is highly a successful, highly driven person. Very, okay. very interesting intellectual wow. individual with, with a tremendous athletic ability. But I, these guys are doing nothing new. Right. Tell me, right. tell me when they're <laughs> right. Alan right. You're Page bored by status. this, right. Yeah. Um, I, I just wonder how Meb would do if we made uh, him play football. Football, yeah, <laughs> took him to a training yeah, camp. Training camp and see how he would do. I feel like he'd be down for it. Though. I think so too. I think it would be interesting. Well, put him through, I think it would be interesting. Oh, it'd be interesting to put him through a football training camp. See how he would do. Um, all right. So the the Super Bowl is this weekend. Uh, finally, who you guys got? Docs. I'm already on the record. I believe that the uh, Patriots of New England will be the victors. Okay. Uh, I'm going against Docs on this one. Okay. Uh, the Rams. I mean, you have a 50-50 shot of <laughs> no, calling think, this right. Right. I, I think it's. I think it's, it's probably. Not a prop bet. I think it's probably you know, fifty-five, forty-five because I think the Patriots are favored. But yeah, it's basically fifty-fifty. I'm going to take the Patriots as well. So we'll we'll um, we'll see how everybody does next week on uh, Pace Nation. And also, the last time these two teams played against each other in the Super Bowl, the Patriots won. Yeah, that's that is true. That was Tom Brady's first Super Bowl. You got it. That's like 17, 18 years. And ago. I watched that one in Boston, and then I drove back from uh, out of Boston, and everybody was celebrating in the street, and that was my favorite part in because test. that was their first championship uh, in a long time, and and it was yeah. genuine, and they weren't obnoxious about it, and you kind of felt good about it. 
Tess was like five years old. Six. Six, yeah. Give yeah. me some credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yes, that was before they won every other year, mm-hmm. which is crazy. All right. Um, In every other sport, too. Right. True. Um, all right. So uh, that's the football talk for the show. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, talk about uh, a track race that happened last week um in boston in boston so we're sticking to boston sticking to boston sydney mclaughlin uh her first professional track race kind uh, of she ran the world leading time in the 500 meters now 500 meters probably isn't competed in that frequently but still uh she ran 69 seconds and had a um it was a it was a great debut and uh it was uh, a, a lot of a lot of um Press and media and everybody was there. Oh, it was including, a big hoopla. It was a big hoopla, including like Darren Ravel, who's like an ESPN reporter, or now he's in a different. But anyways, it was yeah. it was not just the Runners World and Let's Run dot com crowd. This mm-hmm. was a big deal uh, to you know, kind of like crossover, which we had talked about with Keith Kelly episodes of uh, you know. 10, 15 episodes ago that she was that kind of crossover athlete and we're Mm -hmm. kind of seeing it happen. So very cool that she ran and uh, represented the sport and herself and New Balance and ran uh, a world leading time, 69 seconds. So very cool to see Sydney McLaughlin uh, make her first professional race. And she wore arm sleeves. She did. It was snappy though. I liked it. This like black and kind of tealy green. I think that was for the look. It wasn't for the. It wasn't to keep her warm, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. it was indoors, right. and, and some, I believe you know, maybe there's some AC. It could, it could be. be chilly. Yeah, no doubt. It is Boston. It's probably cold up there. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. As you guys know, we've got the love the run you're with. 5K coming up February 10th. February 9th is the dating game. Tests will be there. Not uh, participating. Not participating, but she'll be there. Signing autographs. Signing autographs. <laughs> <laughs> shaking hands. Mm-hmm. Talking to the Pace the Nation Kissing fans. Kissing babies. I'd love to kiss some babies. Yes. So uh, come on well, by for both of those events. Also, February 7th, 8th, and 9th, uh, we have the world record attempt by Michael Wardian. We'll be putting on a marathon a day, 7th, 8th, and 9th of February, for him to go for 10 marathons in 10 days. Uh, the fastest time ever. So he's trying to break the Guinness Book of World Record for the fastest times in 10 marathons in 10 days. How does that work? Is it a cumulative time or do they cumulative average? Cumulative time. Cumulative time. Yes, it's the same thing. Is it? It's a, it's a cumulative, a cumulative time. time and the average is the same thing. Is it? Okay. Well, this at is, the end of I'm the day. I'm getting some Farley math here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, it's contagious. Uh, but I mean, like, do, do you get like, okay, you ran a 248 average or is it like a is how they display think, the time I it's think, like 10 hours you know what or all right so i think it is you, are you i think it's a 248 average going right this? okay yeah i think that's how they do it so it's the average but you're right it's cumulative it'll be the, the same average. thing right. numbers wise, right. but like how <laughs> yeah. you present how you, the information how you articulate it Thank yes you. i agree Thank yeah you. so i think it's okay it's somewhere around there but i think it's not that fast i don't think it's 248 where i think no he's probably, I, I pulled a number he probably out of my for that he could one. probably average that which is kind of ridiculous so uh yeah so we'll, we'll get that information and we'll send that out uh you'll see some information about this uh event from pace uh pacers running uh, very soon so come out and join us for the michael wardian world record attempt 7th 8th and 9th of february and what's the contingency plan if he does terribly uh on the other continents that's a good question i, I, I never even ask. i never even considered that uh-huh. i mean the but guy's I mean, a like, machine like let's say in antarctica it's a it's a bad weather day and 
uh, he slips on the ice and he runs like a 6.05. Is it possible to do an indoor? Like, can you get on a treadmill in Antarctica, worst case scenario? Yeah, maybe he just... there's maybe, indoors in Antarctica. <laughs> maybe he just... Maybe That's a good question. Maybe he just, you know, he slips and falls and then gathers himself and then does a treadmill marathon in Antarctica. Would that count? No. Later in the day, you no. know? Because he could mm. probably do that. No. <laughs> okay. The arbiter... There's not a got, there's not a gold's gym in you Antarctica. You can make a shed. It's possible. <laughs> You've never been to Antarctica. You don't know. How do you know? I don't. I got penguin friends. I don't. All right. Well, check us out. Uh, we'll send more information about it. I believe he will do it because the guy's a machine. He just makes it happen. All right. So I tried to tease this story that uh, there was a company that was sort of under the microscope from washington dc oh the scope knows don't try to hide and 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 docs outed Uh who the company was of course and of course it's bird scooters who we talk about a lot on this show yes uh where can i sign this petition (laughs) mayor mario bowser has limited the amount of bird scooters that there are in washington dc much to the chagrin of the bird scooter company uh i think she's limited them to Six thousand bird scooters, which That's is still incredible. A lot of I know. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> yeah, I it's agree. crazy that I that agree. that six thousand is not going to do it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's going around counting them? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, they're on their honor to not make money. I'm sure that they're sticking to it. Well, uh, but All right, I hold also on, hold know. on, hold on. Stop the presses. I I uh, uh, I I, uh, I I misspoke. It's not six thousand. It's six hundred. <laughs> 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 I, I, quickly, I quickly read it, and I, mm-hmm. all right, so that makes a little more sense. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It's 600. Okay. 600. So, that is a big difference. Yeah. I mean, I'd say edit that I out, could count but that is funny. Yeah. I could count 600. 6,000. <laughs> okay. I swear I read 6,000. But they're, okay, they're competing scooter companies also sure. in the area. Right, so it's, right. there's, you know, let's say double or triple right. the number of 600. Absolutely. And then you also, my question is, I have not been seeing as many scooter-related incidents recently. Right. Is it a seasonal thing? Did we not scooter as much in the winter? I think so. I saw somebody scootering today. I think my, I think, I think that's the case though. That they actually I see a lot of them on the ground, yes. like blown over by the wind. Yes. So I think that's a problem. I don't know, but it's a good question. I don't see as many people scootering anymore either. Uh, maybe it was just a fad. I, it is a fad. <laughs> maybe maybe they're lucky they didn't commit to 6,000. Maybe 600 <laughs> is the number. Maybe they ought to cash in that $2.8 billion yeah. option. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know who made that assessment of them. But uh, also, uh, Mayor Bowser has determined that they can only go 10 miles an hour. And Bird Scooter is not happy about that. I got an email from the Bird Scooter company to sign a petition to, uh, to stop the uh, miles per hour constraints mm-hmm. on the bird scooters. See, now here's the thing they don't understand is that the reason why people are riding bird scooters is because they're lazy. Yeah. So lazy people aren't going to go signing petitions. <laughs> That's probably true. But I also think, you know, in Arlington County, they're supposed to ride in the roads, like in the bike lane right. kind of area. People do it on the sidewalk all the oh, time. All the so time. I am in favor of the speed limit the enforced. You, you like the restrictor scooters. plate? Okay. Yeah. Well, based on the number of near clipping scenarios mm-hmm. I've been in. Yeah. All right. So I, I actually, I agree with you. I think probably 10 miles an hour is the right. But for me, that might... That definitely might curtail my bird scooter uh, activity. activity well, what were you going before? Yeah. 
I'd go like 20 miles an hour on those oh things. Oh my god! How do you know? How do you know? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I would, uh, you know, I know I can run. Usain Bolt running alongside you. <laughs> I know I can run like 10 miles an hour if I'm sprinting. You know, if I'm sprinting, run six minute pace, right? And going downhill. And, well, in my day, I could run six minute pace, whatever. Okay. But now that I'm only going, so I feel like I was going double that pace. Um, so now that I'm only going. Uh, 10 miles an hour. But it's, I feel like I could run six or seven miles an hour, you know, at a good clip. So, oh, for sure. Do you know what like, that means? Like running six miles in an hour? Of course you could do that. Right, right. So, I'm sure you could run more than six miles right, an hour. Right. So it's not as an attractive option anymore. Yes, because why, you're not running. Why not just jog to you're where not, I need to go? Cause, <laughs> because then you don't show up gross and sweaty. Right. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, and because you're only using these to get up the hill. That yeah, you don't that, like to run on. That's, that is true. Yeah, you bring up some good points. All right, we'll tweet out the article from the Washington Post. Uh, Bird's plea to Mayor Bowser, allow more scooters and don't make us slow down. That's, so that's the article. They're giving up nothing. That's not a very good <laughs> plea. I know. Well, two Washington Post articles today. Um, yeah. So if you're going to read those Washington Post articles, make sure you pay for your subscription. Yeah, you got to. Pay your subscription and check these articles out. All right. Finally, guys, I had a couple of quick things. I'm reading a book. Wanted to let you guys know. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. Well, I'm listening to the book. I knew it. It's really good. <laughs> uh, I've uh, People have t- talked about this book, Shoe Dog, mm-hmm. uh, the founder of... Phil Knight's uh, founder of Nike, Phil Knight's story. Pretty, pretty good book. I highly recommend it. I'm ha- halfway through. Really, really good. So I, I'm, I'm wanted to brag about that. Okay. Um, so I don't know whether that was on my New Year's resolutions this year or next no, year. No, uh, you're still working on last year's <laughs> last resolutions. Year, so I'm getting through Man. that. So reading a book. Um, and I had another run-in with um, some deer on my run with my dog. The same deer. Same deer. Well, I, I don't know if the same. Similar spot. But it could be actually the same. What did we decide? The herd, the posse. herd of <laughs> the posse of deer. Could be the same <laughs> yeah. posse of deer. I'm not exactly sure. So I just wanted to update you guys on that. That they are still out there and still following me because I see them every <laughs> single week. I got a. Uh, I got some feedback via email uh-huh. on deer. Oh, okay. Oh man, I, I see. I, I shouldn't put myself out there. I, this is going to club me. I'm sure. My father watched a PBS nature documentary okay. about deer uh, that said that there are more deer in the U.S. now than when the Europeans first came to America. I knew it! So Farley's onto something. Uh, but he also says that they are um, edge dwellers. Hmm. So they, What they, is an edge dweller? Uh, it's kind of like a railing dweller, except on the edge of wooded areas, mm-hmm. uh, because they graze in fields and meadows and lawns, but they don't like the deep woods. We are creating more edge environments by developing in these heavy wooded areas. That makes sense. That's That was his input. And uh, he also said that, that uh, deer are evolving as a species to the point where they look both ways when they cross the street. I love to it. This documentary. I mean, thank and, you, Mr. Docs. That is and that's great nice information. <laughs> that was great information. And he also said that uh, there are three deer in Indiana that can drive cars now. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's true. The last part is true, mm-hmm. but I will say I am very happy that my plea to the audience to, to I'm I'm trying to crowdsource information here and that mm-hmm. made it a lot easier on me. So mm-hmm. I could have looked for hours to find that information. Well, you could have just watched one PBS right. documentary. Right. Well, I would have not found that PBS mm-hmm. documentary. So thank you Mr. Docs. Not his name. For <laughs> 
for you know giving me that 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 information that I was looking for without having me to spend hours and hours and hours. Thank you for yes. educating Farley with that information, which he will forget. <laughs> no, I won't. As he walks home. No, I won't because I'll see the same deer again mm-hmm. on my run tomorrow. And you, you'll have something to talk to them about. I will. Yes. All right, guys. Great show. Thanks again to our guest, Brooke Curran. Amazing story that she told today on Pace the Nation. Uh, it, it is runningbrook.org. Runningbrook.org. Check it out. See how you can be a part of her awesome foundation. All right. I'm out of town the rest of this week, but um, you guys enjoy the Super Bowl. Are you I'll, going to the Super Bowl? No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'll be in Denver at, at OR, at Outdoor Retailer. So I'll be gone the rest of this week, but I'll be back for next week. Got another exciting guest next week. Uh, maybe we can sum up the Super Bowl for next week's show. As, and that's all we'll do. <laughs> no, no, and some other stuff. All right, that's William E. Docs for Test Strike. I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week. Mostly looking forward to the Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. Although they've been largely disappointing. Totally disappointing. Very disappointing, yeah. And they come out too early now. There's no Yeah, I don't like I don't like that yeah, people can preview I know, them. I know. On some anticipation. Yeah, come on. I want to be surprised. Ruins it. Yeah. Um Edge Dwellers. I knew there was a name for those things. Edge dwellers. Edge dwellers. I am late to pick up my kid, of course. Wow 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 wow. That's the transition music. Yes. I'm going to close the H&R block. We should get a sign outside when we're recording that says closed.